Good morning, afternoon, or night, everyone. Coming to you from the VCG broadcast booth, I'm Verve Coach Gordon, and you are listening to Big Picture You, the podcast where wellness practices and concepts meet practical application and real-life example. Just a quick mention of the little ping sound that I use for transitions throughout the episodes. It actually comes from a healing tone bar, and I'm not sure if it's 528 hertz. I believe it is, and that would be 444 hertz for the guitar, and it is the love frequency. So you can modulate tunings on a guitar to 444 hertz and get uh, the love frequency, which I'm going to retune my guitars to. Um, Welcome to my fourth podcast episode from the mouths of mommies. Thanks for listening and for the great comments on episode three, Create Movement, and also all the wonderful comments and shares on the song Counting Down for Courage. I used that as a theme song last time and got really great compliments and a lot of people are sharing it with other folks. And although the song was primarily designed for children, I've had grown-ups telling me that they are uh, singing the song to themselves before addressing an uh, uncomfortable or difficult situation. So doing the old countdown to Courage, Uh, Very nice to hear that. And please remember, you can reach out to me at info at vervecoach.com with comments, questions, issues, suggestions for interviews, or ideas for future programs. Or you can go to my website at www.vervecoach.com to get more details on me and what I do and to send me comments, questions, issues, or suggestions for interviews and ideas for future programs. Now on with our episode from the mouths of mommies. Due to our broadcast schedule, our Mother's Day tribute episode is a week behind the celebrated holiday. I wanted to do something a little bit different in terms of tribute in that I wanted to feature comments from mothers about their mothering experience. You know, some mothers seem to be natural. Some mothers struggle early on. Some mothers face their own challenges across theirs and their children's lifetimes. It is important to remember that not everyone shares the same experience. But for me, my mom and I had a pretty great relationship. My mother was a kooky chick. At least that's what I would say when I was a small child and everyone thought it was so very cute to call my mom a kooky chick. But I never called her mom as a child either or through my entire lifetime. I always called her by her first name, Helen. A lot of folks thought that was somewhat disrespectful, but it always worked for us. And I'm not even sure exactly how it got started. But my mother, Helen, was brilliant at the family budget. She was a great cook and baker. She was a camping pioneer. We had some amazing camping trips and always had great food to eat, always warm and comfy in the tent or trailer. She was a great seamstress. When my folks bought our third house, she sewed all the curtains for the house and sewed things like bedspreads and even sewed clothing for my sisters to keep up with the uh, high fashion of the day, which included use of some Naga hide. Quite stylish. She was also a kid that they tried to spank the Mexican out of 
and the Spanish when she was a school child. Her parents were from Mexico. They spoke Spanish at home. And when she spoke Spanish at school, she would get hit with a ruler. So she had a few different dynamics going on there in her background. Um, in the end, she was very ill, and my wife and I were her primary caregivers. She lived with us for the last couple of years of her life, and it wasn't a perfect experience. Uh, I often think there's things I could have done much better, and if I had another chance, I would. But uh, although I won't have another chance with her, um, I will have other chances with other folks. And again, it wasn't a perfect experience, but it was still pretty darned amazing getting to know her even better in those final years. We did actually share a birthday, and I know she gave up a lot of her birthday celebrations in lieu of mine. Uh, later on in life, we had a joint party every year where we would share in a family barbecue. Now, I remember as a very small child waking up very early in the morning. She was up because my dad's work schedule as a police officer um, was kind of topsy-turvy sometimes. And I would uh, come up the stairs and lay on the couch. I'd lay my head in her lap. And I remember her stroking my hair very gently. I also remember very well the first time I wouldn't kiss her goodbye. She dropped me off for football practice and all the guys were there looking on. So I wouldn't kiss her. And that lasted a little while. But of course I came back to it later on. She laid down some standard guidelines for us as well. Like... Put a jacket on, I'm cold, or it's time for bed because I'm tired. And some of you out there may have had some guidelines like that laid down for you as well. Now, I come from an era of uh, heavy-handed discipline, but I was not the only one. Spankings were very much alive and well during mine and uh, my friend's childhood. They even spanked at school if they had a mind to it. The parents would sign a permission slip at the beginning of the year, so they wouldn't even have to call up or ask or anything. Um, I did get a SWAT one day, and uh, that's what we called them. I don't think I told my mom, but basically what they would do is they would have you stand between two counters with your hands up on the countertops, and then with uh, like a cricket paddle with holes drilled in it so the air wouldn't cushion, uh, they'd just give you one really good whack. But even so, we had a great kidding around relationship. Here's a bit of a mommy-related story. When I play holiday shows for senior citizens, I tell a story before the song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. And the story goes a bit like this. Well, first, the lyric from the song goes, and some of you might be familiar with it, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. Later in the song, I saw Mommy tickle Santa Claus underneath his beard so snowy white. Well, my mom told me that she thought that song wasn't very nice. I asked her why, and she said it was because Mommy was having an affair. I gently explained to my mother that Daddy was playing the part of Santa. Well, her face was pretty darn red, as you can imagine. So close to the top of the show, I mentioned that I wanted to do a little bit uh, different type of tribute for Mother's Day on this episode. So I wanted to get comments from mothers about their mommying experience. 
We get to hear a lot about uh, what it's like for the kid of the mommy, but rarely get to hear what it's like from the mommy about that mothering experience. So I wanted to kind of open that up to some folks, and I got some great listener contributions. I'm going to start first with a comment from my most amazing stepdaughter, Julie. And from where I sit, she seems to be a wonderful mom. And Julie says, It is easy to get lost in all the free advice that comes with being a mom, but what sometimes gets lost is using your voice and opinion and going with your gut and trusting what is best for you and your child. Many people think it gets easier the older kids get, but I disagree. I think it gets harder. They go from needing you full-time and you being able to solve their problems to transitioning to a person that has their own goals and needs and not having the ability to fix everything for them. She goes on to say, The challenges become harder, and they become more reliant on your teachings than you physically being there. However, to see this person evolve into their own personality and the family dynamics shift in a new and different way as they grow is really heartwarming. I am not sure who said that parenting is the most challenging and rewarding job ever, but it is true. Thanks for those comments, Julie. Really provides a nice cross-section. Next, I have a somewhat anecdotal comment from young Sarah. And Sarah says, May I say, as a mother to a fish and cat, that the most draining part is the constant hassle meowing and bubble-making over food. Well, Sarah, I've got some fish and a cat, and I fully understand, even as a non-mommy. Our next comment comes from Didi, and Didi tells us, I am part of this secret parent society where nobody tells you anything about what a real-life parent really is. And of course, it's different for everyone, but you cannot find real-life parenting in a textbook. The everyday filth, the constant evolving situation with each kid, the chaos, hilariousness, and love, the worry. Didi also says, Society's perfect family image is a far cry from reality. I feel disappointed by the way our society portrays families and all of the unrealistic expectations and pressures for moms and families in general. Relating to the lockdown, this lockdown has me reassessing what's really important to me and my family. Thanks so much for your comments, Didi, and thanks so much for relating it to our current social and health situation. Moving on to Elvis' comment, Elvis says the best part is, believe me when I say it's 100% worth it. Just look at all the beautiful results around you. My lovely daughter, for one, all that frustration and work and worry you do and experience is totally worth it. The worrying never stops, but the joys of grown-up children surpass it all. Elvis sends along some heart emojis and little yellow emojis with hard eyes and things like that. And I just like to share these things with you just to kind of get the feel of how people are feeling when they're sending me their comments. Now on to Marina. And Marina says, For me, being a mom is the most challenging thing I've ever done. Everything you teach them and how you raise them is going to shape who they become and the adults they are going to be in society. So there is so much pressure to do a good job. They also bring out the worst in me and frustrate me to no end in one minute. 
and the next, I feel the most intense love and pride for them when they succeed at something or just tell you they love you. Basically, being a mom is a roller coaster of emotions, yet the good definitely outweighs the bad, and I wouldn't change being a mom for anything in the world. Smiley emoji. Thanks so much, Marina, for sending that along. Our next comment comes from my lovely wife, Nit. And Nit says, Being a mom at a very young age was very challenging and scary, especially when you were in a strange country so far away from home. You always wonder if you're doing the right things for them from diapers to adulthood. With lots of crying, screaming, love and understanding, we all hope that our daughters and sons grow up to be good and decent human beings. She closes saying, I love being a mom. So as a side note on its reference to being in a strange country so far away from home refers to her being born and raised in Thailand. So she faced some unique challenges. Our last comment is from Greta. And Greta tells us, I guess my general feeling about it is that being a mom is a selfless whole giving of oneself, literally in every way, from the physical body to the mental, intellectual, spiritual, and emotional being all handed over in the faith that it will shape our children to be the best human beings possible. Very insightful, Greta. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So it's my understanding that mommydom can be an amazing and magical undertaking. That's at least from what I've seen and heard and experienced from the outside, of course. But this is a reality that only mothers understand, regardless of their personal experience with mothering. No male can ever understand the reality of everything it takes to be a mother especially to be successful at it. We can be empathetic and even kind of share through sympathy pains and such, but at no time can we fully feel the amazing yet sometimes difficult dynamics of being a mommy. Now I've got another short story here that's going to kind of bring this segment on home for us. And this one comes from Dee Dee, who we heard from earlier in the broadcast. And she tells the story of uh, her daughter and an experience at school. So Dee Dee told me that yesterday, my daughter's teacher asked her students to share something about themselves that nobody knows. The teacher shared that she's lived her whole life in Colorado. Two students shared that they were born in 2012. And my daughter shared this complete sentence and thoughtfully said, what you don't know about me is that I have a happy family. Her teacher choked up, very impressed, and said, I did not know that about you, but it shows that you have a happy family. Dee Dee says, I was shocked at my daughter's words. I was very happy and felt like crying to hear her and see the sincere look on her face. My daughter's look turned to confusion when she looked up at me. I think she saw my surprise and me getting emotional. And there's a big old smiley emoji on that one. And a hashtag, live for that one moment. So again, sharing those things to kind of let you know what uh, mood people are in and uh, what they're feeling when they're writing up their comments for me. Very inspirational stuff. And I think that story really paints a fine picture for a lot of folks out there. Throughout the Big Picture You podcast series, 
we will be relating a lot of what we talk about back to the 11 energies of the verve. For this particular episode, our Mommy's Day tribute episode, we're going to relate first to the energy of love, energy of the verve number 11. Uh, Many of us have a loving relationship between mother and child, but not everyone has that positive experience. I believe it is true that the human heart possesses and may display infinite amounts of love. The love lives inside, but sometimes realizing it and understanding it can be very difficult. So I think we can cross over from energy number 11, love, to energy of the verb number 7, self-value. And what I'm thinking is dynamics of pre, during, and post-pregnancy, and even ongoing feelings of inadequacy and depression that can follow a mother for a good portion of her life. And please, if my thinking is skewed, if you'd like clarification, have comments or questions, please reach out to me at gordon at vervecoach.com. From energy number seven, I think we can cross over to energy of the verve number three, compassion, which carries with it the sub-energy of empathy. But being a sub-energy does not diminish the effectiveness or power of empathy to bring positivity. This is a very empowering mix of energies. There's a tool at my website that may guide you in navigating these energies. It's called the Sphere of Love and Inclusion, and it serves as a method by which to gauge your level of personal investment in a relationship versus varying levels of love and appropriate human respect. I know it sounds like a lot, but the tool is really laid out in an at-a-glance, easy infographic format. And, of course, a primary function of this podcast series is to educate one another and share our knowledge and experience with each other, as well as our feelings. As always, I will mention the 11 energies of the verb from time to time and relate them to certain things, content, and discussions And these are simply foundational values, guidelines, or signposts that promote personal positivity and performance of best self. I will be devoting entire episodes to these values individually, and also I will be covering the ways that they relate to one another and how you can apply them to everyday life. The second issue of my book, 11 Energies of the Verve, A Journey of Personal Positivity and Performance of Best Self, is available on Amazon, and it's also available through me at www.vervecoach.com, and you'll see a link for an online store. If you want to contact me for a free PDF version, the first 10 people to contact me get that free PDF. And again, that contact can be made at gordon at vervecoach.com. And there's a lot of self-wellness and motivational content in the book. There's also some fun and dynamic photos and graphics, some suggested wellness activities and routines based on some of the things that I do. There's also a really fun and insightful free revelation tool in the book. It's also at my website, www.vervecoach.com. Just click on the menu item, 11 Energies, about a quarter way down the page, Click the link to the energy revelation tool. And again, this is in the back of the book. So basically what you do is fill out a simple graphic form and you send it to me. Just take a picture, email it to me. 
I do a little assessment, kind of a little scoring thing on it, and I send it back to you. It's just kind of a little gauge to see where you are in some of the dynamics relative to the 11 energies of the verve and producing personal positivity and performance of best self. I would really like to thank uh, all my contributors. Wonderful experience, and this was such a very important episode for me. And remember, comments, questions, issues, suggestions for interviews, or ideas for future programs, just contact me at info at vervecoach.com. Next time, we're going to do a Daddy's Day tribute. So I'll be soliciting comments from daddies out there. If you are a daddy listening out there, feel free to send me some comments and I will feature them on the program. A little bit about your fathering experience, a specific instance, or a feeling, a general feeling or emotion. And if you know other daddies, feel free to share with them and I could use a number of comments on that special show as well. Another thing I'd like to mention before we close out is the theme music. What I'm going to be doing moving forward is featuring a different theme song for every episode. All of the theme music will be songs that I've written for my various albums. I have six albums out now, so I'll be picking and choosing some tasty stuff. And everything that I use is also available on SoundCloud under Gordon Tunes. The theme music for this particular episode is a song called Those Eyes, and it's on my 2017 album, Beautiful People. And I developed that album while I was in college, which was just a decade ago, my third time around in college, I believe. I'll have uh, more on that experience in future episodes, but I was playing at a local ice cream shop for extra money, tips basically, and you can find that Beautiful People album on SoundCloud under Gordon Tunes. I'm also going to let the entire song, Those Eyes, play through at the end of this episode. Also on SoundCloud, you can find the recent song, Counting Down for Courage, and that's just a sweet little song that the kids can sing along with, laugh along with, clap, count along with, and it's also a little courage builder for adults, too, as it's turning out. And nothing heavy, just fun, happiness, and joy, a little bit of an indoor activity. Unless you take the music outside, then it turns into an outdoor activity, and there's a little march that goes along with it. As we close out this fourth episode of the Big Picture You podcast, I would just like to thank, again, my contributors, listeners, all the folks who have made comments, really making this a, a wonderful experience. All content, text, and music is copyright Verve Coach Gordon, unless otherwise cited. From the VCG broadcast booth, this is Verve Coach Gordon signing off. Kindness is beautiful. Be well, my friends.
goes on inside Tell me what you're seeing What's going on when you look at me with those eyes Those eyes Those eyes And I know there's magic hiding behind I know there's magic hiding inside the 